Welcome to Nonprofit Courage Lab, how to ask for more and raise major gifts. I'm Julie Ordonez, your Major Gifts Fundraising Coach, and I'm on a mission to help nonprofit leaders like you get the courage and strategy to ask for more. No one has changed the world without first changing themselves. If you want to raise more money to change the world, you are in the right place. You ready? Let's go. Hi, friend. Happy September. I am recording this on September 1st, and I'm about to head into Labor Day weekend. And so we are talking today about million dollar strategy. What does it take to have a million dollar strategy? How do you raise a million dollars? What is a strategy for that look like? And I've been raising a million dollars personally for over 10 years now, annually. And I've been helping my clients raise 10K, 50K, six-figure, seven-figure gifts, their very first seven-figure gifts ever since 2018. So I've been at this for a while and I've had a lot of reps and I know what the best do and I know what people do who are really struggling. And for those of you who are really struggling, I see you. I know you're working super hard. It's not a, it's not a lack of work ethic. So we're going to cover the three keys to having a million dollar strategy. You ready? Because this is going to be good. So number one, impossible goals. You need impossible goals. You don't need goals that you're like, okay, that's what we need to do. Great. Done. Decided. Feel good. No, 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 no. You need goals that scare you. Some of you, your goals suck. Your goals suck. You want to know how I know? Because if you always achieve your goals, then they are not big enough. They inspire no one. Your goals are so tiny that they inspire tiny gifts. And then you wonder why you don't raise more and people don't step up. Why are people not stepping up? Why aren't they generous? Your goals suck. No one is inspired by your goals, not even you. If you are always meeting your goals, it is time to level up. You need to build and create impossible goals that call out a higher level of thinking and a higher level of being for yourself. Goals are not so that you can always achieve them. Sometimes we set goals so that we can become someone new. I'm going to say that again. We don't set goals just so that we can achieve them. That's dumb. It's like saying, oh, let me lift this five pound weight that I know I can lift. Where, where is the fun in that? What is the purpose in this? It's time to level up. And part of how you do that is you set impossible goals. What is something that you think is impossible for you? Maybe that's a million dollars between September 1, which is today, 
and the end of the year, December 31, maybe your impossible goal is a million dollars. Maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe that feels impossible. Maybe you've never done that before and you don't even know how you'd get there. Isn't that exciting? That's where you need to live. Impossible goals force us to think bigger. If you have a sucky, crappy goal that you know you can achieve, you don't got to think bigger. You, you don't have to summon any courage. You don't have to wonder, well, how am I going to do this? I don't really, you don't have to get creative. You don't have to ask for much help because you've got this. That's why you don't have million dollars or 10 million or 20 million or whatever it is for you because you don't got impossible goals. Think about your goals in terms of who it is helping you to become a more courageous, bolder, more generous, powerful leader. It's actually irrelevant whether or not you meet the goal. If I set a goal that feels impossible to me, oh, wait a minute, I don't need to imagine that. I've already done that. This year, my own goal in my role at News Story is $7 million. Have I ever raised $7 million personally in one calendar year? No, I have not. Does that matter? No, it doesn't. Does it feel impossible? Absolutely. That's where the exciting part happens. I want to know what I'm made of. I want to know what's possible. I want to get creative. I want to push the pavement. I want to hustle. I want to see if this is freaking possible. I want to see what I've got inside. How about you? I'm, I'm through with these crappy, piddly, sucky, little tiny ass goals. Who cares? Why are you getting out of the bed in the morning? Is it so that you can do what you've always done and do what you know you can do? Or are you trying to change the world? Let's effing go. Get yourself some impossible goals. That's number one. Hey, are you determined to double or maybe even triple your individual giving this year and you'd love some guidance and support? I've got news for you. I have taught dozens of leaders how to raise more five-figure gifts in a month or less inside my program, Courage Lab. If you want to learn more, go to nonprofitcouragelab.com. That's nonprofitcouragelab.com and grab your spot today. Now is the perfect time to improve your fundraising skills and build your personal courage. I got you. Head over to nonprofitcouragelab.com. See you there. Number two is meaningful activities. What do I mean by that? When I say activities, what I'm talking about are the fundraising activities that you prioritize, that you put in your plans and you execute on. Sometimes that's a gala. Sometimes that's one-on-one meetings. It could be a golf tournament. It could be uh, doing a silent auction. It could be doing any kind of event, big or small. It could be doing a campaign online. These are the activities that I'm talking about, and they need to be meaningful. And this is where I lose some of you. Some of you prioritize activities that 
you see other nonprofits doing really well and you think, oh, we should do that. That's successful for them over there. And so we should have a golf tournament because I heard that this organization did this golf tournament and they raised 2.1 million and so we should do a golf tournament. That is not the definition of a meaningful activity. If your donors and your community and your team do not give a shit about golf, why are you doing a golf tournament? Just because someone else had a successful golf tournament? It needs to be meaningful. It needs to bring people closer. So what is an activity that is fun, meaningful, and will bring your donors closer to the mission, closer to you, and closer to your team? that will ultimately result in more major gifts, right? So I don't want you to necessarily focus on the major gift. I want you to focus on creating a meaningful experience that is fun and that will bring your donors closer. Because if you focus on creating that, it will result in more major gifts. Some of you do silent auctions, you hustle, you get a bunch of stuff, and you sell a few things. And you're so bummed and let down because you put a lot of effort into a silent auction and you got these great items that nobody cared about. Wrong activity, not meaningful. Some of you tried to sell t-shirts and no one cared. Stop doing the stuff that nobody cares about. One of the number one rules in business is you create things and you sell things that people want. You guys need to actually get in touch with the people that are your audience, right? You cannot create something meaningful if you don't know your donors. You got to do something that's meaningful to you and to them. So stop doing stuff just because other organizations do it and they're successful at it, i.e. a golf tournament, i.e. a silent auction. I'm not a huge fan of golf tournaments and silent auctions anyway. I think they're a distraction oftentimes. Not in every case, okay? I'm not saying all the time. Stop comparing and despairing. You compare yourself to somebody else and the activities they have going on and the gala that they have that's so successful and you despair and you think, oh no, they have this, we'll never have that. How do we get that? We should replicate exactly what they do. That is not a meaningful activity, friend. And what's likely is you don't have a million dollar strategy because you're doing too many activities. And to be really, really, really honest with you, you're doing too many and so therefore you're not great at any of them. You're mediocre at best because you're doing too many. So likely you need to cut back on all the fundraising activities you're trying to do. Stop selling t-shirts. Stop doing giveaways. Stop planning this stupid golf tournament that nobody's going to come to because they don't want to, because they don't play golf and you don't play golf and your staff doesn't play golf. (laughs) I'm really coming down on the golf. I recently actually uh, started learning to play golf myself, so I think it's fun. But anyways, stop that. Stop trying to do what others are doing just because they're successful at it. You need 
a customized strategy that is based on your culture and your strengths, what your team is good at, what you enjoy, because the strategy that's best is the one you're actually going to do. So to recap, number one, you need impossible goals. You need to be scared. They will create an elevated way of thinking. Number two, you need meaningful activities. They need to be meaningful and create connections and bring people closer to you and to your mission. They need to be meaningful for both you and your donors, your community at large, not just one, not just the other. It needs to be a win-win. Meaningful activities. The third component of a million-dollar strategy is ownership culture. And I will talk about this until the day that I'm dead, and then I will talk about it in heaven and eternity. (laughs) This is what I mean by ownership culture. No one says, ugh, I got to fundraise. I got to go meet with this donor. I don't have time for fundraising. I have to do this and I have to do, I have to plan this event and it's this person's birthday and I have to make sure that the volunteers have the blah, blah and got to do this and got to do that. And you just get caught in all of this stuff. You just don't have time because you're just so busy. No, 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 no. That is not a million dollar strategy. That is not a winning attitude. An ownership culture owns it. Just own it. You, it's not that you don't have time. It's that you hate this. How about that for ownership? Own it. Just own up to it. You are scared. Own it that you don't want to talk to that donor because you think they don't like you and so you're getting out in front of it and you don't like them. And, and of course, we don't want to make time to talk with and meet with people and talk to them about money and giving money if we think they don't like us. Own that you have a bad attitude. Own it. Stop pretending like you don't have time. Stop pretending, my friend. Get real. Own the fact that you are afraid to sit across from someone who is wealthy and ask them to give exponentially more than they're already giving. Own the fact that you just won't do it. Own it. And when you own it, that's when you can change it. You can change your attitude. You can change the results that you're getting or not getting. And only you can. Stop blaming your problems and your lack of revenue on people not giving a shit. On the economy. On the problems that you inherited. On your predecessor and how they didn't prepare you and set you up for success. And there's no CRM and there's no data and blah, blah, blah. Stop blaming it on the fact that there's a leader who doesn't like to fundraise on your team. Maybe it's your boss or your CEO or the founder or the co-founder or the president or the board chair or the blah, blah. You don't have control over that, my friend. Control the controllables. There's a Polish proverb that I absolutely adore and I say it all the time. Not my circus, not my monkeys. There is some shit that is just not your responsibility. Stop complaining about it 
own you and your responsibility. You know what your responsibility is? You. Your attitude. You are in control of you. Ain't nobody else in control of you but you. Step up. Ownership culture says I own my leadership role as a fundraiser. I own it. I own that I'm afraid and I am going to go anyway. Stop waiting around for times to get better, for donors to spontaneously give to you. Stop waiting for Courage Lab to get more affordable. (laughs) It's not affordable. Life transformation is not affordable. Becoming courageous will cost you your comfort zone, your ego, your old habits, your experience, what you think that you're good at. It will cost you all of that. It is very expensive. It is a high cost. And the reward is a completely new and courageous you. That is the ROI. There is a greater cost to delay owning the current reality of your organization and your fundraising results. Own it right now. I want you to say it out loud with me. If this is true for you, just say, I'm afraid to fundraise. Say it. Say it out loud right now. I'm afraid to fundraise. I'm afraid to ask for more. This is an opportunity for you to get honest with yourself. I'm afraid. And starting today, I commit to ask for more. I commit to ask for 10K. You want to know how you create an ownership culture? You start making some commitments and you start proclaiming who you will be moving forward. The past does not define you, my friend. You need to make some bold commitments today. You need to get some impossible goals and write them down. You need to say, I commit to asking for 10K. I commit to facing my fears every single day. I commit to taking ownership of the results of this organization. I commit to stepping up and leading. No more excuses. Not on my watch. No more. Starting today, I commit to doing this. Make a commitment. Make a decision. And watch how opportunity will open up to you. And your attitude will shift. Now is the time. It's not going to get easier later. It's going to get harder. The best time would have been months or years ago. The second best time is right now. So I'm going to leave you with this. What commitments are you going to make today? What impossible goals are you going to set What meaningful activities are you going to dream up and put into action and execute on? And how can you take greater ownership of the results that you have or you don't have? Today is the day. It is a new day. And the moment that you own it is the moment you can change it and move forward. Until next time. 
Thanks so much for joining me, Julie Ordonez, your major gifts coach on Nonprofit Courage Lab, and for investing in yourself today. Head to nonprofitcouragelab.com to connect, follow, and share. If this has encouraged you, please rate and review this podcast. And remember, nobody changed the world without first changing themselves. Until next time.